What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of my podcast, Behind the Line. My name is Luke Wilson. I'm your host. I'm a student here at Grand Canyon University in Phoenix, Arizona, and today I'll be providing you with my top 10 shooting guards in the NBA, as well as some updates and some news around the NBA so far this season. So jumping right into things, not sure if you checked out last week's episode, I broke down my top 10 point guards in the NBA this season, provided some great analytics, and I'm hoping to do the same thing today with the shooting guards in the NBA. I think this would be a dope little series that I could do, uh, just breaking down all five positions in the NBA and my rankings at who the players are that play those positions the best. And so today I'm going to be providing you with the updates of the top 10 shooting guards this season, not all time. Uh, not just in the last five years, just specifically this season. And uh, I'm going to get into a lot of things, uh, breaking down their games, difficulty of shots, stats, uh, team records, just a lot of factors that are going to determine who the best shooting guards are in the NBA. So I'm going to jump right into things. Obviously, this one was a no-brainer, very easy to me. The best shooting guard in the NBA this season is James Harden, without a doubt. Although he's 16th ranked in points at 25.2 per game. We know that James Harden's an offensive juggernaut. I know I said that I'm not comparing the last couple seasons, but you know he can score the ball, obviously leading the NBA in points a game for the last couple seasons, averaging 36, 35, you know, just breaking a lot of records. He can put up any numbers he wants on any given night, multiple 60-point games throughout his career, a triple-double machine. You see this with the other numbers that he's averaging right now at 10.9 assists per game, which is second in the NBA, and eight rebounds per game, which is tied as 21st. So he's top 25 in all three of those categories in the NBA, which as a shooting guard, that's pretty impressive to be in the top 25 for rebounds and to be second in the NBA in assists at the shooting guard position, especially with the stars that he's paired with in Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. But so far this season, James Harden has 27 games of 10 or more assists. Obviously, it shows that he can distribute the ball. Not only can he score, but he can distribute the ball. And obviously, James Harden, with these numbers, is one of the best offensive forces ever. He can get any shot he wants. His his step back has changed the game of basketball. It's absolutely unguardable. It's muscle memory. Defenses have to shift and guard him differently. And now that he's paired with Kyrie and Kevin Durant, it's going to be a nightmare for every team. They're not going to be able to take James Harden away because if you take away his scoring, obviously he's showing that he can distribute the basketball. And it's not even that his scoring is being taken away. He's still averaging 25 points a game, but he's averaging almost 11 assists a game. And he hasn't really even played with both those stars at the same time yet. Just one of them normally. But right now, Brooklyn's a 39-20 and record, which is second in the East, led by James Harden. He's got six games of 35-plus points, and obviously he's been battling injuries, so he hasn't played a ton. But James Harden, he knows how to get the job done. Obviously, by no surprise, James Harden is elite. He can get any shot that he wants. He creates so much for an offense, and you see this just with the statistics right here. Eight rebounds a game obviously shows that he also hustles and gets a lot of rebounds and he plays hard. You know, rebounds at the guard position are a scrappy thing. It shows, do you work for them? You're not going to get rebounds by just sitting there and just playing the game. You got to try for them, especially if you're a guard and you're a lot smaller. So it shows that James Harden definitely plays with a lot of effort. He definitely, with the size that he has, he can move so fast. His first step is so fast and just how he's able to use his body. I know it was a huge thing that a lot of people were making fun of that he looked a lot bigger and a lot stockier, but that's his natural size. For how big he is, how fast he can move is just lethal. His step back, like I said, unguardable. And just he can get any shot he wants. He can get to the rim. He he never shoots mid-range, but he honestly could. Uh, his step back threes, he just 
he makes the game look so much easier just how he breaks it down. And it's definitely going to be exciting to see how he pairs with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving come playoff time. But yeah, like I said, he's got 27 games of 10 plus assists, 6 games of 35 plus points, and he also averages 1.2 steals per game. This right here is why I believe James Harden's the best shooting guard in the NBA. He can get any shot he wants. He's unguardable. He puts up numbers in every statistic, and his team's the second best in the Eastern Conference. That right there, if that doesn't explain itself, then I don't know what does. He also is a great defender now. I know a lot of times people write him off as a defender, say that he's not good, but last year he actually led the league in deflections among the guard position, and he also was second leader in steals per game in the NBA last season. So if that's not a good defender, then I'm not sure what is. But that is why James Harden's the best shooting guard in the NBA this season. I believe that offensively he's unguardable, and defensively he's definitely started to carry his weight over the last couple years. Second up on the list, no-brainer, I got Bradley Beal. 31 points per game right now, which is second in the NBA. He'd actually been leading this statistic all season until Steph Curry passed him in the last week. So now he's second on the list at 31 a game. 4.8 rebounds a game, which is 92nd in the NBA. And 4.7 assists per game, which is 42nd. He's a 48.2% shooter from the field. And he's 89.8% from the free throw line. This season, Bradley Beal has 13 games of 35 plus points. And the Wizards are currently sitting 10th in the Eastern Conference at 25 and 33. But breaking down Bradley Beal's game, he obviously can get any shot he wants being the leading scorer in the NBA. He knows how to score the basketball. He's had big games. I know he had this span of, I think, 10 or 11 games where he dropped 40 or more points and they lost every single one of those games. And I remember seeing that was the longest uh, time period in NBA history that a player would score 40 plus points and lose. But obviously having Russell Westbrook on the team, having 13 plus games of 35 plus points is just crazy because you look at a star in Russell Westbrook, obviously he can score the ball too, he can distribute the ball, he gets rebounds. So to have Bradley Beal still averaging these numbers is pretty pretty insane, honestly. And I mean, props to Bradley Beal, it just shows what a player he is. Obviously, I'm not sure what his situation is with Washington, if he'll still be there at the end of the year or not, but Bradley Beal definitely knows how to score the basketball. He can score at all three levels. He can get to the rim. He can shoot threes, and he can shoot the mid-range. He can pull up off the dribble, but obviously the thing that I want to see the Wizards take the next step in is can they win games? Can Bradley Beal lead his team to be successful? And I think that's a huge thing in determining the success of a position is how valuable this person is, and it definitely is it's definitely hard to have Bradley Beal so high up, especially with how bad their team is. But obviously the numbers don't lie and neither does the eye test. He's one of the best pure shooting guards in the NBA. He gets a job done when you define a shooting guard, it's Bradley Beal. But I want to see him take the next steps and lead his team to success because that's definitely going to propel him to that number one spot if he can do something like that. Because we're seeing James Harden slot in that point guard spot, you know. He's playing a combo guard and Bradley Beal's just a pure shooting guard. And so... If Bradley Beal can start winning games, I definitely could see him moving to that shooting guard spot. And I could start classifying James Harden as a point guard. But obviously with Kyrie Irving on that roster, it's going to be a lot harder. But Bradley Beal, you know, he's he's playing great, putting up great numbers. And the only thing that I want to see him do is start to win more basketball games. That's all I got to ask for from Bradley Beal. But so far, great season from him. By no surprise, second best shooting guard in the NBA. And I uh, love what I'm seeing from him. And hopefully the Wizards can sneak in that playoff spot. Sliding in at third on my list in top-ranked shooting guards in the NBA is Paul George. Obviously, he's played small forward most of his life, but he's been slotted in that shooting guard position now with the size lineup that the Clippers have been playing with. Kawhi Leonard at small forward, Morris at power forward, and Zubach at center. 
Paul George right now, 23.8 points per game, which is ranked 23rd in the NBA. 6.4 rebounds per game, which is 51st. And then 5.4 assists per game, which is 31st in the NBA. This season, he's definitely elevated his game in shooting percentages. 43.2% from three, especially with the degree of difficulty that Paul George has to shoot every single game. 43% is not bad at all. That's pretty elite if you ask me. Just looking at some of the other players' numbers in the NBA, but Paul George, he's definitely guarded heavily. You know what I mean? Like, it's Paul George. Two or three years ago, he was third or fourth in the MVP race. So it's not like this is just a random player we're talking about. To be shooting 43% from the three-point line for Paul George is beneficial to whatever team he's playing on. Just looking at how he's going to be defended, most of these shots are off pin-down screens. Most of these shots are off the dribble, off screens. Obviously, paired with Kawhi Leonard, you got two stars in LA, so... Obviously, his numbers aren't going to be as high as if he was playing on a team of his own. That's something he has to sacrifice is the scoring because some nights he's the number one option, some nights he's the number two. But we see in the last 10 games, he's averaging just under 33 points a game at 32.9 points per game in his last 10 games and five games this season of 35 plus points. But that's pretty impressive when you look at the talent that the Clippers have. Obviously, Reggie Jackson, great point guard. You also have someone in Kawhi Leonard, which I had touched on. Luke Kennard, great shooter. You got Serge Ibaka. Rajon Rondo, not much of a scorer, but a great player. Nicholas Batum, he's definitely been a huge addition for this team. But you look at these names, these are all players that can score the basketball. DeMarcus Cousins has been signed. So this is a team that has a lot of talent on it. So for Paul George to be still putting up about 24 a game and 33 in his last 10, Definitely shows that Paul George knows how to score the basketball. Some things that I want to see more from Paul George, maybe just some things defensively. He is a pretty good defender, but if he can elevate this and become one of the top 10 defenders in the league, I think that that would definitely elevate him on this category. I could see him moving up. But Paul George a couple years ago was one of the best players in the NBA. I still think he is. I think that he's elite. You have to remember that he's paired with another top 10 player in the NBA in Kawhi Leonard. So obviously their numbers aren't going to stand out as much as they used to. But Paul George, definitely love what I'm seeing from him. Hopefully the Clippers can get that three seed, maybe even push for that two seed because I'm excited to watch what they can do come playoff time. But Paul George, definitely having a great season so far. Love some of the number additions that I'm seeing from him in field goal percentage and hoping to see his numbers continue to skyrocket as the year continues on. All right, so fourth on this list, no shocker at all, Devin Booker averaging 25.3 points per game, which is 14th in the NBA. Finally, Devin Booker's getting some respect that he deserves. I believe that especially with the record that they have and the numbers he's putting up, Without a doubt, Devin Booker should be a top five shooting guard in the NBA, obviously being snubbed from the All-Star game. But you look at the addition of Chris Paul, the fact that he's still putting up these kind of numbers, being that first primary option and being the leader of this team, I think that that has to be recognized. You know, Phoenix right now is second in the Western Conference, second in the NBA at 42-19 and 19 record. They've been one of the better teams this season. Obviously, Monty Williams doing a great job coaching. This veteran leadership of Chris Paul has been a huge addition, especially for Devin Booker. He's learned so many things, but by no surprise, Booker can score the ball at all three levels. He's a master in the mid-range. He can shoot pull-ups off the dribble, three-point line. He can get to the rim, but 
You see this in his other numbers. He's distributing 4.6 assists per game, 45th in the NBA, and he's getting boards at 4.2 rebounds a game, 115th ranked in the NBA. But he's shooting 48.2% from the field this season, which just shows his efficiency, especially with how he's defended, even double teamed at times. The fact that almost one in every two of his shots goes in. He's got nine games of 35-plus points this season. Now, the real question for Devin Booker was, is he going to be able to translate this in the playoffs? Obviously, he hasn't been able to make the playoffs in his career, so this is going to be the first time we're going to see him be defended at a heavier level. We're going to see more double teams. We're going to see teams trying to get the ball out of his hands. So if he can continue to put up these numbers, it's going to be huge. I think the addition of Chris Paul is definitely going to loosen this up for him, the load offensively, just because he's not going to have to put up 35 points for them to guarantee win. He's going to be able to have off nights and they're still going to be able to get the job done. They have a lot of talent on this team in McCall Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jalen Smith, DeAndre Ayton. You see a lot of good guys on this team. So Devin Booker, he definitely still needs to be the leader of this team, needs to be the scoring leader for them to be successful. But I'm interested to see where Devin Booker can take things in the playoffs, if he can propel his team to the semifinals or the conference finals, even the NBA title. The Phoenix Suns are not a team to mess with right now, especially led by this young player, Devin Booker, who I'm just seeing bright flashes of and continues to get better and better each season. So yeah, Devin Booker, fourth overall on my list in shooting guards this season. I don't think that he deserves to be any lower or any higher. I think he's right where he needs to be. Definitely the numbers don't lie, but the eye test is even better. He can get any shot he wants. He's a great floor general, and he definitely gets the job done, and he's doing great things over in Phoenix. So Devin Booker for you, fourth shooting guard in the NBA this season, and there's the reasons why. All right, coming in at number five on the list of top five shooting guards in the NBA this season, Zach Levine. 27.5 points per game right now, which is ranked sixth in the NBA, and he's averaging over five rebounds and five assists per game. He's looking at 5.1 rebounds, which is 79th in the NBA, and 5.1 assists, which is 37th in the NBA this season. Some notable numbers that stand out to me for Zach Levine this season is he's got nine games of six or more three-pointers in a game this season. Nine games of that, which is pretty impressive when you look at other players in the NBA. I mean, honestly, probably Steph Curry is one of the only players that has numbers like that. Maybe Damian Lillard as well, but he's also shooting 50.6% from the field this season. Like I said, it really comes down the eye test, especially when you look at Zach Levine. Although the numbers are so high for him, he really can get any shot he wants. And I've said that for a lot of guys on this list. It's because they're the best of the best. Zach Levine can create. He can shoot threes off the dribble. He can get to the rim in an elite speed and get up high and contest guys at the rim defensively. Zach Levine also has scored 35 plus points in 13 games this season, which Honestly, out of all the players I've talked about, I'm pretty sure Bradley Beal is the only one that also has that same exact stat. So comparing that, obviously Zach Levine's in an elite category when scoring the basketball this year, putting up career numbers. Although the Bulls are 12th in the East with a 24-34 and 34 record, likely we're going to see things changing with the addition of Nikola Vucevic from Orlando. I think that was a great trade. Keep Levine in Chicago, pair him with another all-star. I think Chicago's going to start to turn things around, but Zach Levine, hopefully he can propel his team in the playoffs because I'm seeing great things from him. Great young player who's definitely finding his role in the league, putting up elite numbers, and that right there is why Zach Levine is a top five shooting guard in the NBA. Their team only wins when he goes off. He's the X factor on this team. They win when he starts playing good. Obviously, he's putting up insane numbers right now, but when he puts up those games at 35 plus points, they barely lose. 
So Zach Levine putting up a great season this year, hoping to see things continue for him. And that right there, ladies and gentlemen, is why he's the fifth best shooting guard in the NBA. Looking at number six in the NBA this season, Donovan Mitchell is making the cut for the sixth best shooting guard in the NBA this season. A huge reason behind this is he's a huge part of his team's success. You look at the Utah Jazz, best record in the NBA, 44 and 15 this season, with Donovan Mitchell being their leader. 26.4 points per game, which is ninth in the NBA. He's also averaging 5.2 assists per game, which is 34th in the NBA, and 4.4 rebounds per game, which is 105th. In his last seven games, he's averaging 31.7 points per game, which is elite, especially for Donovan Mitchell. He's putting up 38.6% from three this season, along with four other Jazz players shooting over 38% from deep. He's got 10 games at 35-plus points this season, which definitely is showing why his team has been so successful. Obviously, if your lead playmaker is putting up elite numbers like Donovan Mitchell has thus far, you're going to start finding success. And the Utah Jazz have been able to sync together. Everybody knows their roles. Everybody knows what they need to do on a night-in, night-out basis. And I think Donovan Mitchell's leadership is a huge part of this. This team, they're elite for sure, and Donovan Mitchell's a huge part of this. Not only scoring the basketball, but distributing it as well. He's got an elite athleticism. He's a good defender, and he brings a lot of character to this team, a lot of leadership, and a lot of positive mentality. Especially after that 3-1 lead that the Jazz blew last year, they definitely are showing that they're playoff bound this year. They have a different kind of grit. Jordan Clarkson's been a great player for them, but Donovan Mitchell, I'm seeing great things from him. He's definitely been a great scorer from beyond the arc. He's been shooting a lot of tough threes off the dribble. I think he plays a great pick and roll game with Rudy Gobert. Honestly, that's unstoppable when you look at Gobert, the kind of player he is, and you have Donovan Mitchell, someone so quick. He's so good at creating space, especially off his between-the-legs moves and his step-backs. Donovan Mitchell can get any shot he wants when he's in a groove, when he's in a rhythm off the dribble. But so far, Donovan Mitchell's been playing great this year. By no surprise, he's sixth on this list as one of the best shooting guards in the NBA, and I continue to see him move up as his numbers continue to increase. At the seventh best shooting guard in the NBA this season, Jalen Brown, currently averaging 24.5 points per game, which is a career high for him, 18th ranked in the NBA with 5.8 rebounds per game, which is 61st, and 3.4 assists, which is 70th in the NBA. This season, he's only got three games of 35 plus points. This stat actually kind of surprised me, but I think, honestly, when you look at the Boston Celtics and their offensive firepower, obviously paired with Jason Tatum, who's the number one option on that team, Kemba Walker, who's been elite lately, two back-to-back -back games of 25 plus points. You also look at Marcus Smart, you got Peyton Pritchard coming off the bench, Robert Williams, as well as Grant Williams, Two great players coming off the bench for the Celtics squad. You know that they're going to be able to score the ball offensively. So the fact that Jalen Brown is almost averaging 25 a game with the talent that this team has is pretty impressive. In his last 10 games, he's been shooting 55.5% from the field, which honestly is one of the better statistics I've seen. Boston currently is sixth in the East, 31 and 27, and it's been super close. Honestly, you look at you look at the. With the kind of race that it is in the Eastern Conference right now, so many teams battling for that 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 spots. Obviously, the Knicks, they're definitely propelled themselves into that 4 spot, winning 8 games in a row. But 
Boston, they've been pretty hit and miss. They've won a couple close ones. They've lost a couple close ones. They just beat Portland in the last week. That was a big win for them. But Jalen Brown, he's definitely elevated his game a lot. I think that he definitely has started to earn a lot of respect. He's been playing that shooting guard position earlier in the season. He's playing small forward, but he's slotted in that shooting guard spot. He's averaging 49.6% shooting from the field this year, which definitely is an elite number when you look at the kind of guards and the kind of forwards in the NBA, their shooting percentages. That's definitely one of the higher percentages among elite players in the NBA, but Jalen Brown, he's definitely learned how to get the job done. He knows his role for the Boston Celtics. He's been a primary and secondary playmaker for this team on a night-in, night-out basis, and he's definitely stepped up in the moment, and I think that's something that definitely is elevated for Jalen Brown. You look at all of his numbers, they're going up. He's definitely been a better defender, and this Celtics team, they're definitely starting to battle for that four spot in the Eastern Conference this year, but Jalen Brown, he's definitely elevated his game. You just look at how he uses his body to create shots everything just looks so natural and smooth he plays so much more content than what he used to and just the way that he uses his body to get certain degree of difficulty shots to go in is just amazing to watch it's honestly art just how he plays just how calm and composed his dribble step backs it just he looks so calm and relaxed and I think that's something that definitely is noticeable about Jalen Brown this season and definitely a huge factor on why he elevated this game but looking at the number eight shooting guard in the NBA this season, CJ McCollum, by no surprise, obviously one of the best shot creators in the NBA. He definitely can get any shot he wants with the kind of handle that he has. Averaging 23.2 points a game, 4.1 rebounds, and 4.8 assists per game. He's shooting 44.6% from the field in his last 10 games. Honestly, he's not even playing that well, which is the thing. He's actually been playing a lot better before he came back from injury. He definitely hasn't been playing that good since he got back. I think a huge part of that is finding his role. Obviously, Dame Lillard's been averaging close to 30 a game, adding Norman Powell, who's averaging 19.1 a game, and Yusuf Nurkic coming back from injury, who's double-digit rebounds and double-digit points on a nightly basis. McCollum only has three games of 35-plus points this season, and he actually also has four games of seven or more rebounds this season, which is pretty impressive. He's had a lot of limited uh, time playing this season just because of injury. Portland right now, they're starting to fall apart. 32-26, and 26, which is 6th in the West. They're tied with Dallas right now. Hopefully they can start to pull things together because they're 3-8, and eight, I believe, in their last 11 games. So things haven't been looking pretty for them. But CJ McCollum, he was off to a tear to start the season, averaging 26 points. The last couple games, last 10 or 15 games, he hasn't been playing amazing, averaging just around 20 points a game. But... You know, players get in these slumps, and McCollum's going to get out of it, but he's a great player. Offensively, he's he's dynamic. He can get any shot he wants. He's a dynamite. He, he gets anywhere on the court. Guys can't guard him. At the end of games, he's huge because he can close. He can create a bucket. He can create a shot. He can get a bucket. He can create buckets for his teammates. He can create buckets for himself, and I think that's huge. When you look at a shooting guard especially, if you can score... At all three levels, he can he can shoot floaters with both hands. He's so smooth with it. He can make, hit those nice turnarounds. He can come off screens and hit those threes. You know, he steps up in the big moment. I think that's huge when you look at CJ McCollum. It, the only thing that I say that would make him a better player is his defense. If he can elevate his game defensively, I definitely see him moving up in this list. But so far this season, I'm seeing great things from CJ McCollum. He's very fun to watch. He definitely has the ball on a thread, it seems like. Just with his handle, he's so smooth. But CJ McCollum definitely having a great year so far, and it's good to see him back from injury, and hopefully this Portland team can start to pull things together. All right, coming in at that number nine spot in shooting guards in the NBA this season, I got to give it to my man Colin Sexton of the Cleveland Cavaliers. 24.4 points per game right now, which is 19th in the NBA, three rebounds a game, which is 150th, and 4.1 assists, which is 51st. 
This season, he's got three games of 35-plus points and six games of seven or more assists uh, this season. But when you look at Colin Sexton, he definitely has elevated his game to another level. This season, he's shooting 48.5% from the field. The Cleveland Cavaliers have a 21-37 and record, unfortunately, which is 13th in the East. They had a, a lot of potential on their team this season. I definitely think that with the remaining time left in the season, they should just kind of tank for that draft pick because... They do have a lot of talent. They had a lot of talent early on. They looked really good early on. But so far, things just haven't really been piecing together correctly for them. I'm just not seeing a lot of potential from this team right now. They're just not winning basketball games. And defensively, they have a lot of liabilities. So if they can land a top pick in the draft, I definitely think that would help them instead of trying to push in that playoff spot. But Colin Sexton, he's having a phenomenal season. He's definitely elevated his game on every single level. He definitely has been able to step up in the few big moments that they've had. Obviously, they don't get a lot of national television recognition, but when they've been playing good teams, he's definitely performed well. He definitely hasn't set the bar low for himself or his team. He's been there to get the job done, but Colin Sexton, he's definitely stepped up a lot. I want to see him get better defensively, continue to get better on that end of the court because that's what their team is missing right now, but he's been a great leader for this team, obviously averaging over 24 points a game, which is pretty insane if you ask me, especially for Colin Sexton, only been in the league a couple years. You look at Darius Garland, another guard paired in that backcourt with him. Darius Garland's the starting point guard. I see a bright future when looking at those two. In the next couple years, things are going to be looking pretty scary in Cleveland, but as for now, I got to give respect to Colin Sexton. He's having a phenomenal season, and that's why I believe he's the ninth best shooting guard in the NBA. Now, looking at the last one on my list, SGA from Oklahoma City, Shy Gilgis Alexander, 23.7 points per game, 4.7 rebounds per game, and 5.9 assists per game. Shy Gilgis Alexander is having a great season. He's only got one game of 35 plus this season, which is actually surprising to me, but he's shooting 50.8% from the field, which is very efficient for a shooting guard as well as 41.8% from three. The Thunder, like I said, they're not very good this season, kind of like the Cavs, 20-39 and 39 record, which is 13th in the West. Honestly, they should just tank for a draft pick as well. They're loaded with talent the next couple years. They have, I believe, 32 picks over the next five drafts. It's either five or seven drafts, but... Either way, that's five to seven picks a year in the draft. This team is loaded. You're seeing bright fl flashes from a lot of young players. Luke Dort, he's having a phenomenal season. And like I said, SGA, he's playing great this year. Uh, Alexei Pokuszewski is playing well. Hopefully I didn't butcher his name. I believe that's how you say it. He's been playing very well lately as well. Moses Brown, another great player. But all this starts because of SGA. He's been a great vocal leader for this team. Obviously stepped into a big role last year when Westbrook departed. Had a great year. And I think that SGA definitely has been playing super well for this team. Continues to play well and he'll continue to play well over the future. The only difference it'll make for him is if this team starts winning games. He definitely could be in the question for an all-star. Same thing with Colin Sexton along those lines. It really depends on how your team's doing as well if you make an appearance in that game or not. But SGA, he's playing well defensively. He's doing well scoring the basketball. He's stepping up in the big moments for OKC. And I love what I'm seeing from him. But as for my top 10 shooting guards in the NBA this season, that's who I got. There's definitely some people that were left off that list. Fred Van Vliet, uh, Buddy Heald, those are two great players. RJ Barrett, he's having a phenomenal season. Uh, Victor Oladipo, you look at Karis LeVert. These are all some players that Definitely are honorable mention, notable players that have been playing well. Injuries definitely plagued some of those guys this year, but definitely the NBA is loaded with talent this year. That's for sure. You look at all these guys, they're all averaging 
over 23 a game, which is pretty crazy. Uh, all at that shooting guard position. The league is loaded with talent, and things have been looking really good. A lot of, lot of competitive games this year. A lot of injuries as well, unfortunately. But for that, top 10 shooting guards in the NBA, that's what I got for you today. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of my podcast. I just want to provide some quick updates real quick. My MVP race so far, Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic been on a tear so far. Steph Curry the last 10 days has been insane, averaging over 40 points a game. 78 threes, I believe, in his last eight games, which is just absolutely crazy if you ask me. You don't see that by anyone else in the NBA, but his 30-plus point game stretch has actually come to an end last night against the Wizards. He was held to under 30 points. He had hit that 30 margin for 11 games in a row, I believe. But he's just been on a tear. Golden State's been winning games. Steph's been absolutely unstoppable. But even with that, their team's not winning games. And I don't think it's fair to say that he's the MVP of the league if their team's not winning games. Because you look at the last couple of years, Harden's been snubbed. They've given it to Giannis because he's been the best player on the best team. Same with LeBron last year. So it's just one of those things that... You got to give it to the best player on the best team. That's why I got to say with Joel Embiid on this one, he's definitely elevated his game, but things will definitely be interesting. I believe there's about 24, 25 days left in the NBA regular season, so things are definitely getting down to the wire. I'll definitely be providing you with some more analytics and updates on the MVP race as well as my top players that are small forwards, power forwards, and centers in the NBA. I look forward to bringing you guys another episode next week. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Feel free to leave a five-star review. I definitely would appreciate that as I'm definitely looking for areas to grow. Uh, definitely give me some questions as well. I'd love to answer those in my future episodes. But thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of my podcast. And I look forward to bringing you guys more content next week.